Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Blogger Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Luis. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks. Just enjoying this the Sunday afternoon here. It's a pretty good sunny day out here. Yeah. I mean, today's the Super Bowl. I'm not a sports guy, and uh, Luis is, but not this kind of football. So we're here recording a podcast episode while everyone is going out of their minds rooting for the 49ers here in Modesto, California. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got fans everywhere and new fans probably too. <laughs> so oh, yeah. in today's episode, um, you guys might be noticing that you, I have an improvement in my mic and I'm pretty happy that I got this new mic. So yeah, you guys will be able to hear me much better than, than I was in, in the other episode too. So as promised in the previous episode, today we're going to be talking about why blogging is not a waste of time. I actually did a blog post on this and that was actually the first blog post I did on blogging. So I'm super excited to be able to talk to you guys about this and to be able to to go over some of these items here. So let's start out with our first point. And we have again, we have 10 points here to share with you guys on on this topic. So starting with point number one. And my point number one is that it's your blog. So pretty much no matter what you do on your blog, there is no other blog quite like your blog. So let me explain myself here. So each WordPress blog, each, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a WordPress blog, comes with its own themes, comes with its own customization options that you likely aren't copying someone else's blog. So you're actually sharing your own personal creative blog. And to me, that's really one of the great advantages of having your blog is that you're able to customize it however you want. And really it's, it's up to your imagination, you know, how you want the blog to look like. So, yeah. And uh, our second point here is that it's a resume builder. So regardless if you're just getting into blogging or if you have been blogging for a long time, all of the posts that you create and kind of aside from that, if you start to learn SEO, which Hopefully you learn that through our outlets, whether it's c2theA.com or if it's the Modern Blogger podcast. But those are all skills that you'll start to acquire, you know, through copywriting, market research, SEO. Those are all skills that you can not only list on your resume, but also show examples, right? So, for example, if you have a blog about cooking, there I go with more (laughs) cooking analogies, um, you can kind of document your process throughout your blog. So if you have Google Search Console set up or Google Analytics, you can actually use that as a case study. So when you go into a job or if you're looking to pick up some freelancing uh, marketing you know, gigs or whatever, you can say, hey, I started this blog last year, no audience, nothing, but this is the market research I did, the keyword research I did, and now here I am. 2,000 visitors a month later. These are all the keywords that I am ranking for currently. So the main reason that Luis and I blog outside of work is that we bring those case studies to our clients at our nine to five job. And they absolutely love that. They see how enthusiastic we are about marketing. They see how we're basically working when we're not at work. And that really just goes to show that we're really dedicated in our craft and and wanting to always own in on it, which is really, really awesome. And I I would also add to that, you know, make sure that you 
either you know mention it on your resume itself, like try to find a section um, to be able to to mention your blog URL, and also add it on your LinkedIn too. I mean, you'd be surprised how many like recruiters visit your LinkedIn or just any connections you might have. Like, share your stuff on there too. You know, like let it be known that you have this blog so that when these recruiters are out looking at LinkedIn profiles, they can actually find your blog in, in a good way. So our next point that we have here is um, reading the comments. So blogging, you know, offers you such a great opportunity to be able to get really good feedback from your readers, you know, whereas, you know, if you were to just talk to someone and talk to someone about a story, you know, you might just get feedback from that one person that you told, you know, whatever story it is. So through blogging, you're able to get instant feedback on anything that you've blogged about and you're able to you know spark a conversation too with your readers too which i think is really great because you're able to meet more like-minded people that you know might agree with something that that you're sharing or they might have more to add to your particular topic and not to mention that helps with seo as well but it's just a really great feeling whenever we get comments to be able to see someone leave a comment and say like, oh, thank you for helping me or this is great knowledge. I didn't know about it before I like came upon your blog. So that's that's really great. Yeah. And engagement is something that Google really pays attention to in the SEO realm. And by engagement, that encompasses a couple of things, including comments on your blog posts, but um, average page duration, things like that. Anything that involves them engaging with your content more in terms of SEO, it just helps out that much greater. And it even helps out in social media, as you guys may see. Um, the more people interact with your posts, the higher engagement you get, the better overall reach you're going to be getting in the organic side of things, which is pretty cool. And uh, kind of the next point we have here is that the more you post, the higher chances of having a great blog you will have. So frequency is everything. And I kind of say that in a lighthearted tone because we are not frequent with this podcast or our blog <laughs> as of yet, but you should be pretty frequent. You don't want to leave your audience hanging, which again, it's kind of contradicting to what we're doing <laughs> here in our camp, but don't follow everything we do, but follow the main things. So consistency is key. And let me tell you why. If you say that you are going to do weekly episodes on a podcast, for example, or if you are going to release a blog post every week, the minute you stop doing that, you seem inconsistent to your target audience and you kind of lose your validity because at that point you're low key lying to them, which is why if you haven't noticed, we don't, you know, preach that we are going to be doing weekly episodes or biweekly episodes. Once we get into the rhythm of, of things for the podcast and our website, we will then market that out. A perfect example of consistency is the guru, Neil Patel, if you guys haven't checked him out, I encourage you to do. But um, he dedicates himself to at least posting one podcast episode every day, which is about five to 10 minutes long, um, and frequently releases new blog posts, frequently is posting on social media. And the way this kind of fits into why it's not a waste of time is that the more you post, the more you're getting your name out there. When you're starting from step one or ground zero, however you want to name it, the more frequently you're putting content out there, the more chances people will stumble upon it, whether that is through organic search, social media, or just people even sharing it on their respective feeds. Yeah, definitely. There's there, there's just there's just so much benefits that you can get, you know, the more consistent you are with your 
posts and podcasts, of course, if, if you're doing the podcast for your blog. So definitely. So our next point we have is we live in a day and age where we have more promotional tools available to our disposal. So, you know, if we look at like 15 years ago, we didn't have as many different ways to promote our blogs. And these days, you know, with like social media, we have so many different platforms that we're able to spread our content all across to. And, you know, I looking at our Google Analytics, you know, I've noticed that one of our biggest traffic generators has definitely been social media. And we've actually had probably the most success in like Twitter if I'd have to look at like time spent on our blog. So definitely we live in a good area where we have all these different ways to, to share our content. And it's, you know, now more than ever before, you know, we're able to really share with all of our audience. Yeah. And that kind of uh, goes hand in hand with um, the next reason as to why blogging is not always the time is that your readers will always be there regardless of time zone, regardless of where they live. Um, I would say regardless of what language they speak, because again, we're blogging. Um, so you need to be able to read English or depending on what language you are blogging about, you need to make sure your audience can read it. But your audience, your readers will always be there regardless of the time of day. Social media, people are on there 24 hours, seven days a week. For example, we live in California. So we are in the Pacific Standard Time Zone. When it is 8 a.m. here, when we're just, you know, going into work or if it's a Saturday, that's probably when I wake up. Um, if I were to post something on Twitter, usually the people on the East Coast will see it because it's already 10 a.m. I don't have to really worry about, you know, oh, it's 8 a.m. No one's awake on this Saturday morning. Little do I know it's 11 a.m. on the East Coast or, you know, they just always will be there regardless where they live at, which is pretty cool. And like Luis said, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there probably wasn't that amount of reach now uh, that there is now online, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. Yeah. And even if you post at like 10 p.m. local time, 9 p.m. local time, like like even here, because sometimes we've posted blog posts around that time, like you still have people in Europe that are actually reading your content too. And as you know, we've looked at our Google Analytics, we actually get quite a few traffic from Europe, from India, from China. So we're getting people from all over the world really looking at our content. So no matter at what time you post your content, like you're going to have someone from, you know, somewhere around the world actually reading your content too. So that's, it's really great. I mean, we, we live in a really amazing connected world these days. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I forgot to say too, like um, when we did post a blog post, I think like at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. one time, I checked in the real time view and someone from Australia was on it because there's a four hour time gap between Australia and where we live at. So it was nine here and in Australia at nine, eight, seven, six, five. It was 5 p.m. over there. So who cared? You know, they were just getting <laughs> off of work. Yeah, and that, that, was, that was a perfect time actually to, to post it for them too, so. That was really great. Oh, yeah, definitely. So our next point here is that there's value in your words. Like, we all have a unique perspective in, you know, whatever we write. And you may be talking about a particular topic in a way that it's never been talked about before. So to give you an example and kind of going off what Anthony usually puts it as examples, and that's in like the cooking world. <laughs> if you share a recipe blog post, you might have a special recipe, you know, maybe your grandma had a special recipe that wasn't really shared much, or maybe it was like a family recipe of some sort. Well, 
nobody else out there might have that recipe or might be posting about it. And if it's something that's really good, then guess what? You might be getting a lot of traffic now because you're sharing this unique piece of content that hasn't really been shared before. So really never think that whatever you're writing has already been written a million times because, you know, we all write differently. You know, we all have different experiences and ultimately, you know, we all can do different experiments. In our case, if we're doing some experiment on like search engine optimization, on really any other uh, marketing thing related, we might see different results than what other people did. And we can share those things as well, because let's face it, you know, like there's different things, there's different factors that can go with anything. So really always know that there's a lot of value in what you're writing and what you're putting out there. And it's only a matter of how you're presenting it design-wise and all that too that ultimately matters. Definitely. And I would kind of add to that too, which is actually our next point, is that there may be limited posts or none that relate to your specific topic. So going back to the cooking analogy that apparently we just love <laughs> cooking. I don't know how to Me cook. Neither. But it's a great yeah, it's a great example on on how to use it. So let's say there is a specific recipe that was passed down by your grandmother, like Luis was saying. If someone else has a recipe that doesn't have those same ingredients, you are elaborating on that. And that is critical when it comes to SEO. The more descriptive you are with whatever it is that you're blogging about, the more Google is going to reward you because the more keywords you're going to end up showing for and the more related keywords you might show up for as well but in any given industry and in any given niche you know there may be little to no specific posts about it or there may not be a post that is written as well as you could possibly write it you know so that's always nice to always see what is out there and either elaborate on it or make it that much better yeah, definitely. And like there, there may be millions of blog posts out there too, but don't think that everyone's written on, on every single thing out there because there's some things that have not really been written about as much too. Like to give you guys an example too, like, um, what the first blog post that we did for C to the A was things to do in Modesto. And if we look at some of the things that are out there, they're mainly things that websites like TripAdvisor puts out too, but there wasn't really like another blog that specifically mentioned, you know, some of the things to do around town, especially, you know, written by people who live in Modesto. So that to us was a really good opportunity because, you know, who better to talk about their town than people who actually were born in that town. So that's, that's how, why we did that. And our next point here is that you can become a source. So here's what we mean by that. So going back to the, Example that I gave earlier too, if you're running an experiment on your blog and, you know, for our example, again, on the marketing side, if we were doing an experiment um, SEO wise or an experiment on other things, marketing, we could potentially become a source. We could become a source to the point where if we get a reader coming on the blog that looks at our post and finds a lot of value in it, well, they could probably link back to us and that link back to our page can help us, you know, not only SEO wise, but we can actually get more readers to come on the blog. So potentially anything you share, and again, recipe that we mentioned earlier too, that could be a source. That could be something that 
one of your readers can go back either to their blog, to their website, you know, wherever, and link back, link back to your blog. And that can just give you so much value and that can really help grow your readership. Yep. It'll help grow your readership. But also, like how Luis said, the SEO benefits to it. Backlinks are super important when it comes to the SEO world. So if you can get some of those, that's dope. Continue doing what you're doing, man. Um, the final point that we kind of want to stress and why blogging is not a waste of time is that it is a space where you can share your moments. You know, when we think of platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, those are all in the moment things. Those are all things that come and go. They don't live forever. Whereas a blog post, that's to where, well, also depending on what kind of blog you're working on, if it's a lifestyle blog, a cooking blog, a travel blog, or a business blog, those are all things that can potentially live forever in the search world, but also social media. So you can share your moments, whether, again, like Lisa and I said, if it's a experiment that you're running in the marketing world, or if it's a groundbreaking recipe, you know, those are all things that you can document. And five years from now, you can go back and, and reminisce on that. You know, those are moments that you are putting into your writing. And Luis can kind of talk a little bit about more about his um, blog that he wrote in college. I'm sure when you go back and, and read those posts, you get memories of when you were a student, you know, or you have sentimental value behind those specific posts, right? Yeah, definitely too. Like if if I were, uh, were to give an example of one of those posts too, it was actually an interesting comment that I received from a local barbecue shop in Sherlock, which is where my university is located at. But basically they were inviting me to come over to the restaurant and do a review post on them. So I went to the restaurant, I did a review post on them. And then they left me a comment again at telling me that the next time I stopped by their barbecue shop that they would, you know, treat me to the house special. So definitely that that moment is actually a moment that I'll always like treasure because someone actually reached out to the blog. They left me a comment and I think they left me like two comments. One of them was in like my about page of all pages. But the fact that they reached out to me and the fact that they treated me to some of their barbecue sandwiches was really amazing and something that I'll always treasure, definitely. Yeah. So if you go around writing blog posts, don't expect every restaurant to comment and give you free stuff. This is just <laughs> one example. But that being said, thank you guys for joining us for episode two. Sorry that it took so long, but we promise that we will get into the groove of things, hopefully, and be more consistent. So stay tuned for that. If you have any specific questions about blogging, SEO, or just any general advice at all, go ahead and shoot us a tweet at Blogger Podcast. And is there anything else you want to say, Luis, before we head out? Um, yeah, we're actually we're also on Instagram at Blogger Podcast, and we actually recently also made a Facebook page, and that's also under Blogger Podcast. So we got a really good name, as we said in the last podcast, and we're really happy about the name because it really describes what this podcast is about and makes it easy for you guys to search for us too. So other than that, I mean, thank you for checking us out again. And please, you know, leave us a review on anywhere you look for podcasts. If you're able to leave reviews, I know we received a review already on Apple Podcasts. So please 
The more reviews you guys leave us, the better it'll be for us, and you'll really help us be able to get our pods out there and really get more bloggers to be able to listen to our podcast. Yeah, don't be selfish. If you're listening, share the knowledge. I'm just kidding. But remember, <laughs> engagement helps. Thank you, guys. Bye.